um, we are so excited this day to be talking about money matters. Money matters. Money does matter, isn't it? Isn't it so important when we think about money that so many emotions, so many thoughts come into mind? And yet, out of everything still in scripture, we read about money. We read about how God wants us to relate with money, how he wants us to handle money, how he wants us um, to, to, to do life in such a way that is honorable with the provision he has given us. And so today I would like to highlight this part of scripture, and I want you to listen carefully. The scripture comes from Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14. I would like to highlight and say these words before I get into scripture. The importance of money is critical. I once heard somebody saying these words, money is like oxygen, everybody needs it. Money is like oxygen, everybody needs it. The importance of money in our hands, um, looking at our current financial, economical, socioeconomic stance and, 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 and place in society right now, people losing work, you know, businesses closing down, people immigrating, all these type of things that are busy happening, they have to do with money, most of them. And we realize the fact that money plays a very big role. Because we wonder, where are we going to be? I mean, there's power outages recently, uh, blackouts everywhere, and we are wondering what is going on. And money's got a role in all this. And so we have to understand, how is it that we are to live and, and work with what God has provided us with? Sometimes we don't feel it's enough, isn't it? Sometimes we feel like we are lagging behind with what God is providing us with, that we don't have enough. But this day the word is coming towards you to say this god cares about your money god cares about what you have in your hand and his word from genesis to revelation is consistent when it comes to the issue of money god doesn't change his mind like we change our minds and we change our principles and we change our thoughts and and how we apply things the word of god remains the same so I want to start off by saying this. There are two big main pillars. And the first pillar is this. Everything belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. And in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14, which I mentioned earlier, it says these words. To the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it. Everything belongs to God. And I think it's so important to understand that when we start with the matters of finances, wealth, and possession, that we must understand all of us here came holding nothing. None of us here on this earth came with anything, but God had provided everything for us when we came here on earth. And so everything that we see all around that was in nature, water, sky, land, everything belongs to, to God. And in Deuteronomy tells us that to God, the heavens belong to him. The earth and everything in it belongs to God. That is the first main pillar when we're going to speak about the topic of money. That we understand that everything firstly belongs to God. 
The second thing that I would like to highlight is this. Everything also comes from the Lord. Everything belongs to God. And the second part, everything comes from the Lord. How do I know this? <laughs> Thank you for asking. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17 to 18 on the NIV version, it says these words. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. <laughs> but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he saw to your ancestors as it is today. Everything belongs to God. Everything comes from God. And so when we understand that even the things we innovate, the things that we come up with, the things that we patent, the things that we, we create with our own hands and we, we imagine with our own minds, everything still comes from God because he's the same person that gave us that brain to think, isn't it? The material we use here on earth, we didn't create anything. We found it here. So it still comes from God. The hands that we use, everything comes from the Lord. Those pillars, we can build anything on top of them because they will hold and withhold this, the test of time because everything belongs to God. Everything comes from the Lord. So if everything belongs to him and it comes from him, what is our responsibility with what God provides us with? What are we to do with that which God provides us with? Is it going to be uh, that we do whatever we want with it? Is it because we want to just please ourselves and, and go ahead without inquiring of God, the one who gave us all these things? Sometimes our financial challenges do not come from the fact that we are spending too much or too little or whatever the case we are giving too much sometimes it comes from the fact that we are not applying the biblical precepts that are there in God's word to prosper in the way he intends now that's not prosperity gospel only God's word only God's leading. That is what we are talking about today. So what is your responsibility when you have this money in your hand? What do you, what do, you do with it? How do you handle that which God has provided you with? The first thing I would like to highlight is this. I have four main points to build upon the two pillars I've mentioned. Everything belongs to God Everything comes from him. And the four main things that I would like to put on these pillars is this. Plan, process, principle, and progress. Plan, process, principles, and progress. These four things, if you imagine a, a, a coffee table, that is a table and on it, it's, it's like it has it's got these four legs that, that keep it uh, standing those are the things, the four key things, plan, process, principles, and progress. When you have this, you start to see how is it that, 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 that we are to handle what God gives us. What is our responsibility? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna say to the, to the Lord, Lord, you have given us this much. What are we going to do about it? The first thing that I would like to step on is the thing around planning, planning. Now, planning, all of us know what it is. We, we have to uh, get money and, and, and be able to put a plan in place. What is your plan with your money? 
What is it that, you, that you're gonna do with it? I remember some time ago, I went into a, a shop and I was buying a few things. It was early in the morning, around half past nine. And I walked in and I grabbed some few things and I went to the teller. She was the only one there and I could observe from a bit far that she was busy scribbling something on a paper. When I got closer, I saw that she was busy with a lottery ticket. And I said, oh, that's very cool. So are you gonna, <laughs> I'm a curious guy. So I asked her, are you gonna, are you gonna bet? You know, are you gonna bet the, the lottery? And she said to me, yeah, no, um, it's going on tonight. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So what is the jackpot? I asked. She said to me, woo, the jackpot. Tonight, it's 10 million rands. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. 10 million rand jackpot. So I asked her, I said, so tell me, what if you, win the jackpot what if you you win today and you, it's gonna be yours what are you gonna do about it she said yo the first thing i'm gonna do is that tomorrow i'm not coming to work i'm like wow <laughs> that's cool that's cool tomorrow you're not coming to work okay that's awesome but tell me now what is the second thing you're gonna do she said to me i don't know i will see but the first thing is not to come to work you see she would win the 10 million, but she doesn't have the second thing she's going to do with it. God, when he provides us with, he looks. Are you going to be able to handle this with diligence? Are you going to be able to do this well? Because if it's wasted, what is the point? What is the point? And so a plan is important. Why a plan? A plan under that I would like for us to put three things. First of all, for you to have a plan, you must earn your money. Earn your money. What skills has God given you? What job do you have currently? What is it that you are able to do well that gets you the income? And if you earn your income, that you would really excel at looking what is it that you are intending to do with this money. Don't just go on and just pay bills and just move in motion, but have a plan. Why do we have a plan? A plan is, is what we all know as a budget, for example. A budget or a plan gives us a path that we must take, meaning that we are responsible with that which God gives to us. And what it does is that it helps us to get to our goals. So you don't just save money for the sake of it or put money away or whatever. You do it for the goal you have set for yourself. What are your financial goals? What are your faith goals? What are the goals that you want to achieve? So you mean we need to earn. Under planning, we must earn our money. And it's so critical to do that. The second thing we are to do, we must spend it wisely. Spend it wisely. It's so critical because... The Bible doesn't say do not spend. It says spend it wisely. Proverbs 21 verse 17, it tells us that. And so when we spend wisely, we understand that it's not just for anything that we feel like. We are spending towards a goal. I remember we applied this same plan with my wife when we wanted to buy our first home. We were, we were supposed to put away some money, but there were so many other things that were requiring us to do fixing of this, uh, getting, getting uh, a place for, for, for our, 
for our uh, house? Where where are we gonna buy it? Uh, are we gonna are we gonna fix? Are we gonna fix the car? What are we gonna do? There were so many things, but we had to spend wisely. Where are you? What are you spending your money on? A lot of people they will go, yeah, but I don't have even enough to spend on. I don't even have enough to put money on. Uh, I live close to a shopping center. They used to have in this shopping center two hundred and fifty shops four years ago, and today, as I'm speaking to you, they have over four hundred shops. <laughs> They have over 400 shops. Why? Because people are not spending wisely. People are not spending wisely. You see, let me put it like this. At the end of the month, you must not wonder where the money went. Because when you have a plan and you're spending wisely, you give your money a name. And when you give your money a name, you tell it where it should go. You do not wonder where it went. And this is so important because it's critical that we must spend our money wisely. The Bible also tells us that we must save it properly because you can save it under a hole, dig a hole and close it up and you think it will grow. It won't grow. Nothing will happen to it. So we need to be wise where we save our money. There's no point in saving in a, in a 3% savings and then when I take it out, I'm only getting out 1% after all the charges. That's not, that's not wisdom. So the same with our savings, flexi savings, retirement, all those things, we need to save it, but save it properly. So planning is in the Bible for our finances. Planning is in the Bible to encourage us to take care of what God has provided us with. That is planning. That is part of God's hand for us. So we must earn our money. We must spend it wisely. And we must save it properly. The second thing I would like to highlight, remember I wanted to mention that it's going to be four points and it's so important to, under, to understand these four points. It's, it's the plan process, principles, and progress. Under planning, we've mentioned earning your money, spending it wisely, and saving it properly. I want to just put a last line in there and say these words when it comes to planning. Whatever you mismanage, you will lose. Whatever you mismanage, you will lose. Whatever you manage well, you will grow. That's planning. The second portion I would like to highlight around this is process. Process. Why is process so important? If you have a, if you ever go out and you you go and you plant something in your in your small garden and you plant it and you put all the compost and everything else and you you plant this and you let it grow and after a week you come back and nothing is coming up it doesn't mean nothing is happening it just means that it's all in process we have to allow a process in our money goals and we have to allow a process to take place i like the picture of an oven when somebody's baking a cake in the oven, we don't keep on opening the door to see how far is the cake. I saw now why, because I, 
in, all the ovens have a small little window. You can see through, you can see inside the oven without opening the door. Why? So that the cake doesn't flop. It's a process. We cannot open the door while the cake is still trying to get baked. And so it's important. We, 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 we have flop plans because we open the door just prematurely. The same with that seed you would have planted in your garden, maybe for some veggies or whatever, and now you want to dig it up to see how far is the process. Mm -mm. No. We must allow a process to take place. So how do we allow a process to take place? When we have a plan that we have put down, process is us coming to God. We, we ask the Lord. We wait on what God is saying. We listen to what he's saying. And we do as he directs. We ask, wait, listen, and do as the Lord directs. Because we want God's best, isn't it? We want what God has for us. And so it's vital for us to share what God says about this plan. How do we execute it? Do I buy a house now or a car later? Which one comes first? And so we ask, wait, and listen. We also have to be patient in acquiring money. Sometimes we are in a rush and we think, yeah, I've started a business, I've, 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 I've started work here, I should have been promoted by now. I, we all have these things that we, we want to see happening very quickly. But the Bible tells us we must be patient in acquiring money. There's no such thing in the Bible as rich quick schemes getting rich quickly. The Bible tells us that money quickly gained dwindles away. And so it's important that we keep our focus and we allow a process. If you started a business, allow a process. If you, if you started a job or the, the, the income is not as it should be, just allow the process and God will take you through. As you allow him to lead you, to direct you, God will do it for you. We must also be patient and allow our faith goals to be realized. We must be patient in allowing our faith goals to be realized. What are your faith goals? Do you have them? What are you doing about your faith goals? Do you see God moving in those faith goals for you? What are you, what are you experiencing with the things you've put in place? Or have you given up and you said, ah, I've been trying this for so long. I can tell you now, God's precepts are, are so accurate. They are exact. They do not shift and change with times or situations or economics. They remain the same. If you apply them, you will see the Lord will move. And that is how it is with the Lord. He will guide you and lead you. And so with this process, you understand it's all part of the plan you've put in place and allowing it to come into full fruition. I'll tell you a quick story. My wife and I, many years ago, when we just gotten married, we wanted to save some money and we started to save. We had a plan and, and part of the plan was to have a goal to buy a home and we started to save money. And the third year, we've been saving money for a good deposit for the day we're going to be able to buy a home. We encountered the problem with our car. 
and our car was breaking down a lot and we kept fixing this car. And obviously we used some of those savings to fix the car because it became more expensive. The car was very old. And so in this time when we were busy fixing this car, I said to her, I think, I think this is not working. You know, it's, we, I think we may need to buy a new car. And she said to me, no, but remember, we had a plan and we had trusted God and we have felt him that this is what we must do. Save this money up and use it when you are ready to buy a house as a deposit. And so we stayed the course and we continued to put money aside, even when this car was breaking down. By that same year, a new vehicle, a new, a new family sedan vehicle came out. <clears throat> And when it was um, there, I saw it and I said to her, listen, I think this new sedan that is out, it's going to be brilliant. I remember very well, I can mention it here. It was a, a Jetta, like a, a, a beautiful uh, Jetta 5. It was excellent sedan. And I said to her, listen, if we, if we are driving a, a, a Toyota Tez and now we can get a Jetta, definitely it's a win, you know? And so in that way, we were going to get a better car. And we had enough money to put down a good deposit for this vehicle. And we prayed about it because we had a plan. And the Lord said to us, no, keep fixing the car that you have. And it was so sad for me because I really thought we are going nowhere slowly here. It's better for us to just keep on um, just, you know, get rid of this and then we just stop keeping on paying every second week for some new part on this, on this vehicle. And so eventually we decided we're going to stay with our car. And the Lord was so faithful. The next year we were able to find a place we like. We put down a deposit and it was approved for us to purchase this house. What is the principle there? The principle is process. There were many hindrances and distractions, but no matter what, we had to stay focused. So in your life, you will see when you have put a plan in place and you have to allow a process to take place, you will find there are hindrances and distractions. They are guaranteed, but I want to encourage you, stay focused, stay focused. So we spoke about plan. We spoke about process. I want to speak about principles. The principles are very well known. The principles do not change with times. The principles do not change because I'm going to preach different 30 years from now about them. The principles remain the same. Here they are. The principles are this. God has given us how we must do this thing well. How we must do this thing well. The first principle is this. He says we are to give him our first fruit. Our first fruit. What does that mean? It means the 10th percent from Genesis already. We already can see with the story of Melchizedek, all the way even up to Jesus, we see that this whole thing around tithe, around giving God what, what belongs to him, Malachi chapter 3 tells us this, that when we, we give God what belongs to him, which is a tenth of what we earn, 
and we give it to the storehouse, to the, to the church where we are, to the church where we are spiritually fed and spiritually covered, that God is faithful to take care of everything else for us. Now, God owns everything that we have, like I've mentioned earlier. God owns it all. But there's a principle around tithe. And the principle is this, is this. God doesn't care so much about our money. He cares about our hearts. Is our heart towards money? Is our trust towards money? Or is our trust in him? And so when we tithe, we are saying, God, we declare that money is not a God. You are God. Money is not our provider. You are our provider. And in Malachi chapter 3, when you read from verse 8 onwards, you will see that God is saying, if you test me in this, test me in this, and you will, you will see that I will not, I will, and see if I will not open the windows of heaven for you, that I will pour so much blessing. God is one of the only times where he says, test me, test me in this. So tithe is not towards, firstly, a pastor or a church. Tithe is firstly towards God. You are declaring your dependence on him. You are saying, God, I realize you are my provider, my keeper, my protector. You protect everything that I have. You, 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 uh, rebuke the devourer on my behalf. And so that is why tithe is so vital. And so tithe is not something like somebody would say, yeah, but you, 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 you cannot say that because it doesn't apply. It's part of the law. No, it's always been outside the law. It's always been something that was required that we should do as unto the Lord, as our commitment to show him that we depend on him. I can encourage you today. You can do more with God having 90% than you can do with 100% without God. That is the principle. That is what we are called for as children of God. And so I encourage you, come before the Lord. If you are not tithing, tithe, test him, he says in Malachi chapter 3. He says, test me and see. God wants us to test him with this and be able to see. So that is a principle of tithing. The second principle I would like to highlight is this, is we are called to be generous. God is generous. God is giving us everything. He has given us everything we ever wanted, everything we've ever needed. We have, and God desires that we can be generous to others. We can, we can go and show others the same love, the same care, the same everything, that we can be able to do it unto his name, that we can bless others. The, the Bible says that whoever gives to the poor lends to God. Why? Because God is the one that is generous already. And God will give it to you if he can give it through you. God will give it to you if he can give it through you. And so generosity when we do our offering, let it be unto the Lord, to others in the church, in charity, wherever. Let it be unto the Lord. And God says he multiplies that. And that's why we 
hold on to his word. His word is true. It's not dependent on what we feel, how we think today is going to be. No, God's word remains true. So we spoke about the first fruit, which is our tithe. And tithe belongs to the church strictly. It's not an offering somewhere. And then there's generosity when we are generous. Generosity and offering can be for anyone anyway. In whichever one, in, in whichever way God is leading you. And then I would like to highlight this element. And, and this element is just to say that God, in His love and goodness, that He would be the one that continues to help us in this process. And that is the process of dealing honestly with money. We must deal honestly with money. God doesn't want us to be found bribing people or uh, getting money under the ta- under the tables and uh, you know uh, overtaking other people uh, because of money in terms of what they can get and what we can get all that is so vital for us to do so we must deal honestly with money and the picture that i get is the picture of a pac-man when pac-man is this game, arcade game, this old arcade game. Pac-Man in this picture, he's got a, a big head and he's got an eye and he's got he's got like a mouth. I mean, basically he's a mouth and an eye. <laughs> he's a mouth and an eye. And Pac-Man eats all around this whole big block. And Pac-Man, no matter how much he eats, he is never full. No matter how much he, he takes in stage after stage, he just never seems to get full. Why? Pac-Man doesn't have a stomach. And so whenever we deal dishonestly with money, Pac-Man appears in our bank accounts and he starts to eat all the good money because we are not living honestly. And that's why when we do what is wrong, especially when it comes to money, it just seems like we never have enough. It just seems like we are we are supposed to keep chasing this thing because how much then is enough when you are taking it from others, when others think about you, when others are, are stuck because of you didn't pay them or you, you took their money or you didn't, do, you didn't deal honestly with them. How is it going to go well with you? And so the word of God encourages us. We must deal honestly with money. I don't know if you've had this thing where when you think of somebody who has done you wrong, you have this. I always think of that sound. And you think somebody's saying, yeah, but, you know, I can't believe he would do that to me. You know, I can't. And you keep doing it that. That sound reminds me of when you lock something like a, a normal door lock when you lock it it just goes and i think about that quite a lot and i think sure i think that's what happens with a lot of people when you've heard people and they think about you and they go they're locking things against you man things are locking up because their hearts are sore for because of what you did or what others are doing to you and whenever you think about them you just go that is so sore and so god desire is that we may work honestly with money so that nothing of ours can be closed up so that nothing of ours can can be can be a hindrance and so i want to encourage you when it comes to this 
keep the main things, the main thing. Keep the God principles, the main things, the main thing. Because when you do that, you are able to see God working in and through you because you apply his principles. So we spoke about plan, process, principles. And the last one is progress. When we apply this, we're going to see progress in our lives. We're going to see God move. We're going to see things happen because we are applying God's word in our lives. And his word is a life. His word is not an opinion or, or an expert uh, thoughts or an investigation or an experience of someone else. His word is alive. His word is himself to us. And so we have to understand it in that way. So we're going to see progress in different areas of our lives. And the, 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 the whole thing around this is, is to come to a place where we have what we call the no matter what list. The no matter what list. What is, what is, what is your list looking like? I would like to give you perhaps five no matter what. No matter what, these are the things that will help us to have progress, to see progress happen. As we apply, things, things happen, but we must apply this and stay the course. No matter what, we must have a roof over our heads. No matter what, we must have food on our tables. No matter what, kids need to go to school <laughs> if you have kids. No matter what, we need to have some medical care or some medical cover. No matter what, we must at least have some means of transport, even if it means one vehicle. What is your list of no matter what? You need to have that list so that it can help you to continue having a plan, seeing a process, applying God's principles, and see progress. You see, the reality of it all is this. Progress is incremental and not sudden. Progress is incremental and not sudden. I want to pray for you today. Perhaps you, you don't have a job now. Perhaps your business is not doing well or your business is shut down. Perhaps you do not know where you're going to get your next income. Whatever that it may be, I want to pray today. I want to pray that the God who created heaven and earth, the God where everything comes from and where everything belongs to, that he will hear your cry. He will hear your concern. But I also want to pray for those who are saying, God, I have been applying these principles. I see you every single day because these principles I have applied, these processes I have applied, these plans I have put in place all my life, and I see you, I want to pray that God will open even doors for you to be an encouragement to others, to show others, to help others, so that the kingdom can advance. These are not men's opinions. These are strictly from God's heart for us when it comes to money matters. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you, Lord, Thank you, Father Lord, your word in Acts chapter 17, verse 28. It says, in you, we live, we move, and we have our being. Our very existence is because of you. 
Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. As we were talking about your word when it comes to money matters, Father, I want to firstly lift up people who lost jobs, people who are struggling in their businesses or they've closed down their businesses, people that do not have incomes, people who are struggling, Lord, in this climate we are in as a nation. Father, I want to pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, as they hear your word today, as they hear your precepts that have been, that, that have been shared, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Show them, Father, Lord. Give, give them the right doors to open and knock on. Father, pray that you will give them the right ideas, that you will give them the right networks. Father, you will give them the right opportunities in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that their cry will not be firstly to men, but it will firstly be to you. That, Lord, they will look to you and they will see you bringing breakthrough and transformation in their lives. Thank you, Father, that only you can change their situation. Only you can change circumstances. And we declare and we cry out, Father, our dependency on you in this regard. Father, we thank you for those that have applied these and they have seen you, pro they have prospered and they've seen you work wonders, Father, over the years. Lord, I pray that they won't hoard it, but they would share it openly. They would, they would open their hearts and, and lives and, and homes that, that others can come to learn and to see these things applied. And Father, be able to be encouraged so we can see your children prosper and do well and your kingdom advance to your glory. We thank you, Father, for that. And Father, we thank you also that as we look to you, Lord, when it comes to money matters, no situation, not a person or opinions or views that change with times will deter us from staying in your word, Lord, and knowing what you have to say and knowing what you want us to do. We thank you, Father, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Father, that everything that we are, everything that we own, ultimately belongs to you, ultimately comes from you. We are grateful, Father, that ultimately you are the one who cares and takes care of us. In Jesus' name, amen.